from the left wing. Holy mackerel. I like to get high. <laughs> Two-hand jam hanging on the rim, bringing down the house. What's the quarterback's name? Barkley. Oh, he got clobbered as well. This time, Anthony Barr will record the sack. Man, I didn't even know you was a rapper until you came back looking like that. Jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. Go- oh, oh, oh. And what is going on, everybody, on a beautiful Saturday night in Los Angeles? Uh, It is the Bruin Beat. We have a name. Oh, my gosh. We finally have a name. It's a great name. It is a great name. And, Nick, you picked it out. Well, no. kudos to you. I spitballed it, and I said. You did spitball it. And you were like, this is the one I like. I, I I like it because it just sounds good. It, it rolls off the tongue well. Alliteration, I believe, is the term for the Bruin beat. Those two Bs. That was the thinking behind it. But you know what, dude? We got a ton of stuff to talk about. I think some couple things happened this week in terms of something UCLA happened. Players. It was it was in the NBA. It was pretty important. It was on Thursday, prime time. Your man, Lonzo Ball. Wait, they took him. They took him. I thought Josh Jackson was going to be the pick. Oh, Wait. I, I actually thought it was going to be De'Aaron Fox. But that's that's what all these guys were saying, is that they weren't completely there, sold on Lonzo. There were reports that he was out of shape at the workout. There were reports oh, no. that he wasn't a star. He didn't convince them that he oh. had the star power to play for them. Oh, my god! So, to me, it was a shock. I was shocked that they went with the hometown kid. Colin, what were all those? What were all those reports? From Bleacher Report? No, what were all those reports? <laughs> What's your term for it? Smoke screen. That's right. Well, it happens. Lonzo's officially a Laker. All this is over. Uh, a couple other guys from UCLA went in the draft. But and at the very top here, we got to talk about, obviously, the biggest storyline of the draft and certainly the biggest storyline when it comes to UCLA basketball is the star of the UCLA team last year is the star of the Lakers, at least for right now. And it's a little extra special when the guy played at school in the same city as the Lakers. We haven't seen this really since Kareem played the Lakers, also Jamal Wilkes, some other guys who played for the Lakers over the past years. But it's it's been an incredible story. It's been so much hype for a guy who hasn't played one NBA game yet. But uh, I'm so happy that it's finally over with now. We can move on as opposed to those reports like we were getting before. And it's, it, it was, he was introduced in a press conference yesterday by Magic himself and Rob Palenka. <laughs> the press were there. His whole family was there. And it was a really nice moment. But he was able to look at the t- championship trophies. Magic said, hey, you see all those, those uniforms, those retired uniforms over there? We want your uniform up there. So there is a lot of, ex- there's a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure uh, that's going to be on this young 19-year-old basketball player. Yeah. but. He is he's talented and the his ability to make the team to elevate the other players around him it's going to help this Lakers team out a lot. I got to be honest with you. I was a little bit shocked on how Palinka and Magic spoke at the press conference. Magic literally said and we'll listen to it in a second. Listen to what he had to say about Lonzo and his legacy. So Lonzo just leave me one or two records, okay? That's, that's it. You know, all right, don't break all my records. Just I, I want your grandfather. Just let him leave me one, okay? Uh, all right. All right. We want to introduce the newest Laker. And let's give him a hand. Lonzo Ball. So basically, he's saying, you know, Lonzo's going to be outstanding. Don't break all my records. And that's, some of that's just magic being magic and, you know, just kind of his charisma, his personality. But, oh, my gosh. 
like they are just setting a high bar for this kid. Like I, I, I was surprised they said that at the press conference. Magic said some other things I was kind of shocked about. I liked all of them. I liked the confidence, but I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure to perform right away on Lonzo. I think it's never bad to set the bar high because you have something to shoot for. You have goals to set and uh, to shoot for. But here's the thing: Magic in his head is saying this kid is not touching my. <laughs> he's not touching my records. And I think Lonzo comes in with a. Uh, somewhat of a huge respect for for Magic because this is a player that his dad loved. This is a player that he watched uh, play basketball with tapes and and someone he looked up to as a kid. And Lonzo had an interesting quote. He said, there will never be another Magic Johnson. And he said, if I could be as half as good as Magic Johnson, that's going to be a great career. So he comes in with a perspective of, hey, he's the greatest point guard of all time. If I could be as half as good. That'll be impressive. It really is the perfect mixture of president of basketball operations, Magic Johnson, the GM, which Rob Palinka, um, for what it's worth, I, I like everything I've heard out of the guys so far. If you're a Laker fan, I mean, how can you not be psyched? But in terms of Lonzo's development and his career, a perfect mixture of coach and Luke Walton, GM and president of basketball operations being the best point guard of all time like he is. I'm really excited. Um, the point I was getting to, though, is that I think people should temper their expectations a little bit because I was watching the Spectrum Sportsnet coverage. I have a friend who just started working there, and he showed me a picture of a mural they're already starting to paint outside the Spectrum walls. I know that studio is new, so they don't have a ton of stuff over there. Uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. They want to make it and go back in time. They want to go back 35-plus years ago to when Magic was a rookie coming out of Michigan State, fresh off a national championship leading a Lakers team to a championship in his rookie season. That's that's where Laker fans are going. It's, it's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. But it creates optimism. It creates hope for a franchise that for the past half decade has been down. It, it's not been the Lakers franchise that fans in L.A. have come to know. So it's it's nice to have that optimism. But like you said... He's not going to be Magic Johnson. It's going to take some time. He's 19 years old. He's young. But it's a step in the right direction for this Lakers team. And the brand of basketball, I can guarantee you, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fast. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be entertaining. It's the exact type of player that Magic was hoping for in his first draft as president of basketball operations. And I got to say something. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about LeVar. We did a lot of that last week. And uh, it's not about him. It's about Lonzo. But... Julie really more about the Ball family. I'm kind of just happy for the Ball family because now it's to their dad's own fault. They've taken a lot of slack over the past couple of months and a lot, a lot of heat. And for somebody like LaMelo, who's only 16, I think, like for him to be subjected to that kind of criticism and that kind of scrutiny and just have that microscope underneath him, uh, Thursday was a real happy day. They've had some other stuff with their mom go on. So I was really happy just to see their vision become true because – this is what LeVar planned. He spoke it into existence. He finally got what he wanted, and that's Lonzo and the Lakers. I now, told now, you. Now for lack, I told you. <laughs> lack of a better word, it's showtime. It's re- we're ready to go. We'll see what other moves the Lakers make, but uh, if you're a UCLA Bruins fan, I know last season didn't end the way that it could have, the way that it should have, to be honest with you, but uh, you have to be happy that a guy from your program is now going to be the star of the biggest, at least the most popular team in the NBA, one of the most popular sports franchises in the world. So a good day to be a UCLA Bruin fan because 
with the three UCLA Bruin players selected, we're not factoring Jordan Bolden, and we're happy for him. We'll talk about him later. What a crazy journey that guy's had. I'm happy he's in the NBA now, and he's part of the process now, too, in Philly. Uh, with Lonzo, TJ Leaf, and EKL selected, the Bruins became the first program to have 100 players selected in the common era of the NBA draft. Wow. I, I had a hard time wow. believing that at first. Yeah, I mean, I, we know they have, they have 11 championships, so there had to be a lot of talent coming out of those teams, and there has been a lot of talent in, in the past decade. I mean, Kevin Love, uh, Russell Westbrook, but for them to be the first, that's surprising. That's a little surprising. You would think maybe, oh, a Kentucky or a Duke would be that first team, but you go back in the pantheon of, of Kareem and Bill Walton, Sidney Wicks, Dave Myers, there's... Jamal Wilkes, there's just so many names that come to mind when you think of UCLA basketball. So it is surprising on one front, but when you think about the legends that they've produced, it's not all that surprising. Right. This list, when we meet Common Era, it means it started in 1966. So this is right before Kareem and Bill Walton entered the NBA. So they've really had pretty much from the moment UCLA basketball got really good in the 60s till now, it's been like perfect timing-wise in terms of where that stat would match up. Uh, but next on the list, like you said, is North Carolina. After that is Kentucky, and after that is Duke. And uh, a couple of years from now, I think Kentucky will probably overtake UCLA. They're which... putting about five NBA <laughs> players in a year, so which, they're going to which... pass UCLA. But, hey, UCLA will always say, and they will always be able to say, they were the first not only to 100 championships, but 100 NBA draftees. That's impressive. Well, that also helped Alford and future UCLA coaches um, in terms of recruiting. It's like, what's your main goal? And this is what Calipari sells on is, I'm going to get you to the NBA. UCLA could say, well, actually, no program does it better than us historically. It's, you know, it's kind of a meaningless stat in the end, but I didn't know anything about that stat. And then I saw it the other night, and uh, I was kind of taken back by it. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and I had a double take, and I said, oh, is this real? Is this true? Or is someone like Jordan Schultz just putting this this on just to fool us? <laughs> All right, got to leave that guy alone. <laughs> but he was wrong about this. This, is, this goes back to what we are talking about before with these reports about Lonzo not getting picked by the Lakers or not being, the Lakers not being in love with him. Um, he was one of the guys, and now he's been wrong on two things here in terms of UCLA basketball. He was wrong on Alford going to Indiana, which in his defense, I, thought, I think everybody thought that was going to happen. Uh, but that did not happen. Indiana apparently never offered him the job. And now he's wrong on Lonzo and his future with the Lakers. Um, it's just irresponsible report. <laughs> no, really, it's irresponsible reporting. He wasn't is what the only is. one on this. It's just he's been wrong on two things now. He was so, just a little, yeah. a little too uh, determined to say, yeah, the Lakers are really not in on him at all. I mean, he's not a star. If the draft was today, they, he wouldn't be in their top two uh, to be picked. My question is, how did Josh Jackson make any more sense for the Lakers than Lonzo did? Just from let's take the bias out of it. Obviously, we're biased towards Lonzo. We're biased towards the UCLA program. Let's talk about the basketball fit. We're both Lakers fans, actually. So, in terms of being a Lakers fan, like isn't Lonzo the best fit for the team? As a two-way player, Josh Jackson helps a lot because of his defensive tenacity. He's clearly the best defensive player in this draft, and that's something that U- uh, UCLA, something that the Lakers were horrible at last year was defense. I mean, offensively, at least they could put some points up on the board, but they were not stopping anyone. And you bring a a guy like Josh Jackson in who can guard the two, the three, even the four, uh, and possibly, you know, some ones, and then he can score the basketball. He's extremely athletic. He jumps out of the gym, and his shot got better as the year went on. So Josh Jackson did make sense. You pair him 
and Brandon Ingram up together. And those are two great two-way players, two young players that are coming up and will be stars in this league. So I do think Josh Jackson made sense. It's just that the Lakers needed a floor general. They needed someone to bring up the ball and, and be that point guard and set other players up. And Lonzo Ball fits perfectly with that as well. They got their guy. And the guy now will be judged as carefully as probably as LeBron was when he came in, just to talk about the hype and, you know, you know, just what, what was leading up to him, you know, being there, the franchise he's going to, um, it's going to be outstanding to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, the, the the big question I have for you is what are you expecting at Alonzo next year? We've seen some projected stats for him. I don't know how they figure that kind of stuff out. That's, Bleacher Report put out a, a, some type of uh, it's, it's projection. Little... They said that about 13 points, eight assists, four rebounds, a steal, and a block. Which How do they what? know that? They don't hey, even know what the roster going to look like next year. They put it in some type of computer, and they crunch the numbers. Everything <laughs> everything is done with computers now. But I wouldn't say that's an unrealistic expectation. The, the thing about Lonzo is he's going to rack up the assists. He loves passing the ball. Now, they do need people to put the ball in the basket, but with Brooke Lopez, who led the league uh, or led the centers in, uh, in the league for three-point shooting, Gosh. that's that's impressive. You I know? can't believe I have to root for him now. I could oh, you stand can't, you don't him. like Brooke? When Brooke because and Rob, Stanford, when the twin yeah. sisters were at Stanford in, in 08, I could not stand them. Remember, they were the second-best team in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 was loaded that year. Uh, it's funny now they're going to be teammates uh, – they're ten years apart when they when they went to college respectively, but uh, it's funny now. I got to root for a guy. I, from I like Brooke. Seems like a nice guy. His uh, his brother who sister, sometimes sister his, his sister who sometimes called sideshow Bob <laughs> by people because of his crazy hair. I'm glad we didn't get him because he would not help at all offensively for the Lakers. But Brooke is going to be a huge help, and then Brandon Ingram if his shot improves, he'll be a uh, someone that Lonzo can pass to. And also, you bring in uh, Jordan Clarkson, who can score, Julius Randle. So this Lakers team, it's young, it's inexperienced, but they're going to be able to put the basket, a ball in the basket, and that's going to lead to assists for Lonzo Ball. Now, 13 points, that's pretty realistic for how much he'll be able to score. Uh, he's going to have to get better with the mid-range because teams are just going to force him into the, into the foul line or into that area, into that zone where he did not take a lot of shots at UCLA last year. You know, 90% of his shots were either threes or layups. So he's going to have right. to get better at that part of his game. Wait, but nobody in the NBA shoots mid-range jumpers anymore. Uh, there are people who shoot. Uh, hey, Steph Curry is effective at the mid-range game. <laughs> I've and never seen him shoot a mid-range jumper. You've never jumper. seen Steph Curry shoot a mid-range jumper? Not Clay Thompson? I'm, I'm sure he has. I'm I sure mean, they have. I'm sure I've seen them. That's, but... a, that's a huge reason why they're effective is because, hey, you force them off the three-point line, they're going to hurt you. With that mid mid range game, I I do think it's it's yeah everyone wants to shoot the three, but the mid range is an effective shot and it doesn't show up in the analytics, but it's a threat that you can pose to say hey you better not come all the way up and and contest my three because I'm gonna go right by you and get a wide open two that's gonna be a layup for me regardless of the stats one thing it'll be next year regardless intriguing good or bad whether he plays well or not it'll be intriguing. For whatever reason. Is, uh, is LeVar going to be at most of the games? Or is he going to be uh, worried no. about Bizarro Ball over at UCLA? Could he afford those? I mean, if people are buying the big baller shoes, that means they'll be able to afford Laker tickets. If people aren't oh, no, buying no, no, those no. shoes. Lonzo is going to get him in. Um, they, they don't need to buy tickets. I don't, I don't know. I think he's going to go at the UCLA games and yell at Alford for not putting Leangelo in the game. Did you hear what Lonzo said about going to Laker games? He said he went to one Laker game 
in his life. Yeah, because his family didn't grow up rich. Well, they didn't grow up rich, but also Lavar said, or Alonzo said, that they didn't go to the games because the seats were not big enough for Lavar. That was his excuse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we should probably pivot to another subject before we, we go should. Down we should. Point. We we let's not a, make fun of Lavar in any way, <laughs> but that's pretty funny. Stay in your lane, Colin. We have a ton of stuff to get to. Like we said, Lonzo Ball was not the only UCLA Bruin taken on Thursday night's draft. TJ Leaf, Ikeonic Bogu, and Jordan Bolden were all picked on Thursday night. Uh, we'll talk more about that next. This is AM570 LA Sports. And welcome back to the Bruin Beat. Love the way that sounds. We got the beat. We got the beat. Oh, we man. got the beat. We might have to change the title now. Yeah, we got the beat. <laughs> we might have to change it now just because he did that. Oh, I don't okay. think I'm going to be driving home tonight. I'm not going to get that, that image out of singing. my head. But we talked about Lonzo Ball in our last segment. There were three other Bruins who played with UCLA who got drafted. One of them, his alley-oop buddy, TJ Leaf. Yeah. Taylor- 18th to the Pacers. Future Taylor Swift X, TJ Leaf. Be- <laughs> Uh, he is still sweet on Taylor Swift, but now he's in Indiana. It's going to be hard. That long-distance relationship is going to be hard to work out. Uh, and along with TJ in Indiana, Ike Anibogu went 47th to the Indiana Pacers. They're going to play together. I'm psyched about that. It's cool they get to be teammates Did now. you see Isaac Hamilton is going to be playing on the Pacers Summer League team? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to start rooting for the Pacers. It's going to be a great summer league. Wait, wait. Just you're, mess- around. you're messing with me. I'm serious. Isaac Hamilton got signed to NBA Summer League roster. Yeah, and so did Bryce. Bryce is playing with the Warriors. I actually have a conspiracy theory as to why Bryce Alford is on the Warriors Summer League roster. You ready for this? If we had any drum roll music, we'd be able to do this. But Bryce Alford's girlfriend's dad is Steph Curry's agent. Do you follow that? Bryce Alford's girlfriend. Okay. Her the dad. The yoga girl. She's yes. a yoga master. <laughs> I don't know what she does, but yeah, it's some fitness. She's thing. on Instagram doing yoga. Insta model. Her dad, her father, is Steph Curry's agent. So is it possible that after Bryce did not get drafted, as a lot of people expected, um, I like Bryce, but not an NBA player, at least not uh, with his lack of defensive skills. Uh, is it possible that Mr. Austin, Steph Curry's agent, called Bob Myers and said, can you do me a solid? I'm representing Steph in negotiations. Negotiations might go a little smoother this summer with Steph's contract. I'm sure this wasn't play into it at all, but if you give Bryce a summer league spot. I don't know. It's a little interesting that he ended up on the Warriors summer league roster. Why them? I know they have a ton of open spots because like most of their he guys. He shoots threes. They shoot threes. He's going to be the backup to Patrick McCaw next year. McCaw, we all know it. McCaw. He's going to be the third, uh, the third point guard off the bench. Well, he's going to win championships. He's probably going to play for the Santa Cruz D-League team, and that's a good organization. That's the best organization and to join I hope at the they time. still get a ring when the Warriors get a <laughs> ring. No, I don't think they do. But I honestly didn't know that Isaac was going to play in the Pacers. That's yeah. cool because those two guys went through a lot of rough games as members of the UCLA Bruins basketball team. And uh, to see them not get drafted but still have an opportunity to perform in some form of the NBA, you know, summer circuit, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, is – it's pretty cool because I got to be honest, it's so tough for them. It must be so tough for them to be seniors and have these freshmen come in and be the entire story, right? Like these guys have been there for years. They've gone through all the pain. And then the story last year, while Bryce and Isaac were, you know, decent players for UCLA, the story was Lonzo, 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 LeVar, and a little bit of TJ. And with EK, it's like, oh my God, he might play in the NBA. So it's got to be a little bit rough for them to go it's, through. It's this. somewhat of a consolation prize, right? A nice little. 
uh, here. We reward you at the end of the season for all your hard work. And you get to play in an NBA setting where you're not, you know, you're not NBA ready. You know, you're not an NBA talent, but you still get to play in the summer league. Have fun with that. Maybe turn some heads and maybe get signed to a D league team where you still keep that dream of playing in the NBA open. Right. So two questions for you. Number one, just on these Isaac and Bryce, you know, landing spots, which one of them, maybe not with their teams that they're signed with to play in the summer league, but which one of them is more likely to at any point make an NBA roster? Who do you think? Alford. I think it's Bryce too. It's Bryce because you can bring him and you could hide him on defense, come off your bench, give you instant offense. Isaac, on the other hand, he plays better defense, but I don't know if he's that guy who can who can come off and give you six points in three minutes. No, I think Isaac and Bryce will both eventually play overseas at some at some point. And um, I'm really happy for those guys. Uh, like You can make a bunch of money playing overseas. It's, that is a good life. You go over there, so it doesn't work out in the NBA, whatever. It's extremely hard to make it. If, even if that was your dream, it's disappointing. But you go overseas for a couple of years, make good money, play basketball, shoot as many times as you want to over there, and then come back and just, you know, Maybe join a coaching staff. Like I, I don't think it's a terrible plan. Become a Pac-12 analyst like uh, Bill Walton or Don McLean. <laughs> there can only be one Bill Walton. But with the guys who are actually probably going to make an NBA roster, TJ and EK, TJ being, what, 18th overall, EK going later in the draft. 47th to the Pacers. How do you think those guys fit in with the Pacers? Now, there's another part of this that ties in. We'll talk more about this in a second. We're also not sure what the Pacers roster is going to look like in October when the season starts. Because Paul George might be Lonzo's teammate in October. So my question to you is, how do you think TJ Lee fits in with the current Pacers roster? Well, they have Miles Turner, a very solid big man who was a great player last year. He really developed his game, sharpened his game. And he fits in well because this is a league where you do need... It's good to have two big men. And TJ's a very versatile big man because he plays a stretch four. He can shoot the ball well does need to improve on defense and that's where miles turner he can develop with him because miles turner is an elite defender blocks the ball now miles turner on the other hand doesn't have the scoring abilities that tj leaf does but leaf's gonna fit with this team and ike anabogu can learn from miles turner at being a rim protector being an athletic big who well that's where the league is going let's be honest it's deandre jordan it's andre drummond guys who can rim protect can dunk uh, with the pick and roll and the alley-oop, and that's where the, this league is going. But I see T.J. Leaf being maybe a Kevin McHale-type player. Ayo. Right? Kevin right. McHale-type player who's offensively skilled and has post moves, can shoot from the outside. He's a very, very nice piece for that Pacers team. While it's, while it's cool that T.J. and E.K. are going to be teammates, at least for right now, um, there is a sad reason why EK was available for the Pacers to pick in the middle of the second round. And that's because on draft day, there were concerns about EK's knees. He potentially would have been a first round pick, maybe even creeped up into the lottery. Last week in the mock draft, they had him at 21st. Uh, yeah, see, I thought that was high at the time, but certainly I didn't think he was going to go as low as what, 46 or whatever he went? 47. Like, yeah, 47. That's, that's a huge drop. I don't know why I can't remember that. But it's about 20 over. That's over 20 spots. And in the NBA draft, only 60 picks, like, Teams must have been really concerned about those legs. So, do you think EK at all regrets going to the draft? Because maybe he doesn't regret, you know, how it turned out in the end. We're he's going to get to go play with his, you know, his college teammate and TJ Leaf. But there's also some serious 
financial loss when you move that far back in the draft. There's not only serious financial loss, but he could have enjoyed his college experience a little bit more. Uh, he he would have played with the, a couple of these upcoming freshmen that he played with on the Comp- Compton Magic. So that would have been nice for him to to play with some of his buddies. And also, like you said, with that draft stock, he would have he would have raised that by a lot if he had a great season at UCLA in his sophomore year, possibly creeping into the lottery and then saying, hey, my knees are okay. I had a great second season. There were no problems. And then making that money up. So, yes, it, it is... It was a heartbreaker for EK to go so low. Right, and he wouldn't have started if he had come back to UCLA because Thomas Walsh had come back for a senior season. Uh, but EK would have played more minutes, and he would have, you know, you would have thought progressed offensively. But, yeah, I, I don't know if he regrets it, the decision, but maybe he's kind of looking at it like, what if I had stayed? Now, the other thing is now it's on him to go prove that he belongs in the NBA. Hopefully he can stay healthy, and hopefully he can, you know, end up you know, making some money for himself in the later parts of his career because he lost some on Thursday night. But still, he's still an NBA player, and he still gets to play with somebody, which is a rare thing, somebody that he knows. And you have the ability, like you said, to prove it, to prove that you could become an NBA player and get a long-term contract and really make up that money that you lost if you are successful. So it's kind of up to him to, without injury, to work hard, put in the time, and, and reap the benefits of, of being a quality player. He has all the athletic tools to be that. He jumps really high. He's athletic, and um, he's a great defender. You know, we saw his, the ability for him to to protect the rim for UCLA this year. Kind of one of their last lines of defense. If he can get better at that and become a defensive uh, juggernaut like a Rudy Gobert or a DeAndre Jordan, he'll make his money back. Right now, as we alluded to earlier. We don't know what the Pacers roster is going to look like because if Paul George gets traded, depending on where he goes, hopefully the Lakers, depending on where he goes, the Pacers are going to go into rebuild mode. So that's actually a good thing for TJ and EK. They'll be able to get a lot of good minutes in early and have not a whole lot of pressure on them to win because the franchise in general knows that they're building for the future. However, I'm kind of disappointed that TJ and EK are going to be on the Pacers because their rookie year is going to be thrown off by this potential Paul George trade, and maybe one of them gets dealt. What if Paul George does get traded to the Lakers this summer? How can we get TJ and EK in the trade and bring him over to play with the new <laughs> Lakers and their college point guard? How can we do it? I'm willing to give up anybody. Not really. But Randy Ingram. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> the Lakers should try to do something with uh, – I thought they were going to take EK in the second round. Uh, as, as opposed to taking Thomas Bryant. That's a good pick for the Lakers, but I would have liked to see him there. Well, let's, let's make it happen. we got to get these guys in that trade. <laughs> it's it's funny that you were thinking of that dream scenario because I was thinking of the nightmare scenario where instead the Lakers, oh, decide, hey, we love Lonzo Ball, but we really want Paul George now. Let's trade our second oh, pick God. to the Pacers. Oh, no. And instead, they all, you know, Lonzo, Ike, and TJ are all on the same team, but it's not the Lakers. It's that other. It's, it's that other yellow team it's in the, the East it's, Coast. It's the Pacers. Hey man, it's the basketball state. Oh, that's true. That's that, true. That would be rough. All right, Magic and Blinka can make that happen. You give up anybody that's not named Brandon. So you want you want TJ and EK playing with Lonzo, <laughs> so we I can see Lonzo throwing more alley oops. I just to think those, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, they should give up. All right, Randall Clarkson and Paul George for some of the drafts. Throwing Nance, throwing uh, Nawaba, David Nawaba. Anybody that's not named Brandon Ingram, get 
get TJ and EK to the Lakers so they can recreate what they had last year. So basically, this Lakers team will be the UCLA core, Paul George, and Brandon Ingram. That's, that's, that's going to be this Lakers team. Exactly. Now, one guy who was not taken by the pages of the Lakers and who did play for UCLA is Jonah Bolden. First of all, hats off to Jonah Bolden. Um, I'm bummed that he could not come back last year for UCLA. Um, but I don't know if he had a hard time qualifying. Maybe it was the best decision for himself. I'm not sure what happened, but did not get to play with Lonzo. And if you think about it, like the year he was at UCLA where Bryce was out of position and they, well, they were like 15 and 17 two years ago, uh, that was a really rough year for him to kind of show off his NBA talents. He goes overseas. We don't really hear from him that much because we don't pay attention to that much international basketball except when it's the draft or when Fran Fraschill is talking about it. And slowly creeps into the draft conversation. When this whole process started, I remember him being like the 59th or 60th pick. So I was like, well, hopefully he gets drafted, right? Like, that'd be kind of cool for him. How about Jonah Bolden going in the early second round and going to the Philadelphia 76ers? He's now part of the process. He's had a crazy journey. The process. Now, why, I want to ask you, Nick, why do you think Philadelphia went with a 6'10 big in Jonah Bolden when they have a plethora of bigs with... Joel Embiid, just, just Dillero trust Gafford. it. Just trust it. Dario Saric, just pretty tall. Just trust it. Just don't trust question it. the process. Don't question just the process. Trust Why the process. Why did they go with Jonah Bolden instead of maybe going with a guard, a smaller guy like Jawan Evans, who went to the Clippers, or Jordan Bell? Yeah, he's a, more of a power forward, small forward type, six nine, defensive juggernaut. Why I did love. they pass on them and instead go with Jonah Bolden? What do they see in Jonah <laughs> Bolden's game? That's going to help them. Certainly not anything that we saw when he was at UCLA, but they must have done their scouting and saw how he had developed his game in the, in the one year since we've seen him at the in Westwood. Because he has developed a three-point shot, and he was always really athletic, and he's a lengthy defender. So maybe, I I don't know. It's I think it's a good pick for them. He'll come off the bench. He'll probably, won't even, he'll probably play for the Delaware 87ers next year. Uh, but if he can find a way to become part of that Sixers team, which is going to be special for years to come, I mean, as long as they can all stay healthy, that's a really, really good place to be all of a sudden with the acquisition of Markel Foles in the trade last week. So I'm really excited for Jonah Bolden, and uh, I think it also shows you don't give up on the NBA dream because I think the NBA will find you if you can play. And I know things didn't work out for him in Westwood as we would have liked or as probably he would have liked, but uh, for him to take that crazy journey, he goes to high school – you know, in, in Nevada, if I'm not mistaken, I might might be wrong on that. Comes to UCLA, doesn't work out, ineligible, uh, plays a year, then has to go overseas. For him to find a way to come back and still get picked, I mean, congrats, and uh, I'm rooting for him. Did you see, uh, speaking of the Sixers, Embiid shot. Took that little shot at Lonzo Ball. Did not he, only Embiid, but Ben Simmons. Did Embiid break his leg when he was tweeting that or no? Ooh. I like Ooh, Embiid a lot, but injury. I don't know. I like Embiid injury a lot, history. but I think that was kind of weird that he like took a shot. Him and Wilson were taking shots at Lonzo when they're talking about crazy pills for LeVar. And then he said, hey, I, you better dunk on him so his daddy's going to have to come out and save him. Right. Like, what did Lonzo say? And also, like, if you want to talk trash and you've actually, like, been on the court, that's one thing. But Ben Simmons, your first game is going to be when Lonzo plays his first game. You've proved nothing. You've proved the same amount that Lonzo Ball has. And the the thing I like about Lonzo, he just laughed it off when they told him about that tweet. He said, right. hey, that's funny. I mean, Ben Simmons, how many NCAA tournament games did he play in? Zilch. Uh, how Zilch. Many, 
how many NBA games has he played in? Zilch. How many bad oh, he's played in some uh, NBA Summer League games, though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh man, those YouTube highlights. He looks great. No, I, I, obviously Simmons and Embiid are going to be great, but I thought that was just kind of weird. Like, I don't know. But to that point, this potential rivalry with Fultz and the Sixers, uh, we didn't even get to De'Aaron Fox and the Kings with Alonzo and his history. I think the NBA got a really exciting plethora. The Celtics of, and Jason Tatum. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we love uh, UCLA basketball. We're just so happy that these three, these four players were taken in the draft. And like Nick, spoke it into existence along <laughs> with LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball. Woo! UCLA Bruin Great is now a Los Angeles Laker. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll be keeping up with Lonzo and the rest of his teammates in Laker Nation, and of course, Bruin Nation, we stand strong with you. Go Bruins!